Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. We have a fun person on today. Um, hi, Manon. Hi, guys. I love you all. You all. The <laughs> two of you so much. So I just watched a lot of what you did, did and your relationship is so fun. Oh, we do wow. have a, we do have an all right time together. Hold on. I just want to say your full name because I feel like it's such a cool name. Manon Matthews. Manon, I got to be honest with you. I've never in my life met a Manon that I did not like. Do you know any other Manon? <laughs> that's a true. That's a true story. It also needs to be noted that I've never met a Manon before. Oh my god! <laughs> what a unique name. I, know I we're saw not that talk coming. About that. I, I know we're not going to talk about that, but it, is there is there a background to your name? Like I've never heard that before. It's French, so the French way is Manon. There was a, I know, fancy. I would just go by that all the time. I know, I know, but I feel like a phony if I do that because I don't speak French. You don't need to. Someone says, hey, man, it's Manon. It's Manon. I had acting teachers that always called me that. And like, really, like if anyone was like kind of foreign, they always took it in their own hands and called me Mendel. And then everyone else called me Mayanin. <laughs> Mayanin. Mayanin like Shannon. Now I don't yeah. want, I don't want this to come across the wrong way and we're just meeting each other for the first time. So don't think that I'm, I'm coming at you with I this, no but what he's going to say. So I'm really nervous. The last time when you say Mendel, that reminds me of the craft. Light as a feather, stiff oh, as a board. Yeah, do you know that movie? What is it? What did she say? I release you Mendel or something like that. Oh, Remember that I when they're chanting, then yeah. all of the dolphins and the sharks die in the next scene. So wait, I'm not saying Ma- that's you. I'm just saying I'm pretty sure that that's it's Manon. Been around the block, and people <laughs> do. They send me the emoji of that girl's face. When, right. You know, she was really an intense. Even she still, she has such an intensity about her. Face. Um, and I guess she says Manon or Meno or I invoke Manon. The Manon. I invoke yeah. the Manon. That's it. That's, that's the same. Yeah. So That's we, invo- not- we invoke we invoke you on this podcast. Get it. Someone wrote the other day. I saw a meme that they said that that character, the the actress who played that role, would have been perfect for Harley Quinn. And as soon as they said that, I thought, Oh my God, she would have been perfect for Harley Quinn. She would have been good. 
Yeah, she um, actually is Harley Quinn for she's sure. Harley Quinn. Yeah, like a really yeah. She would have been the next like performance of like aligning with Heath Ledger probably. It, that kind of like bang spooky. On. Yeah. Bang on. Um, in case should anybody doesn't them? know, oh. we should tell them. Yeah. <laughs> in case anybody doesn't know, um, you are an actor, actress, whatever, both. Um, I also am obsessed with your impressions. Like, I don't think people understand how incredible you are at impressions and how friggin' hard it is. Did you just kind of go into a Kristen Stewart impression? What? You did. No, you did. did. Your not. voice totally changed when you started talking about impressions. 100% not accurate. But mm. anyways, for being here. But before we get moving, we do this thing. It's called I Love You and You're Annoying. I hope you, you can hear me when I say this. You son of a... No. I love you, but... So what bothers me is, at least as of this week, so when I'm going through stuff and I have emotions, I don't mm. want like a hug. Like a, I don't want immediately like, oh, and let's kiss now. It's like, I'm so upset that what I actually need you to go is, hey, are you okay? But instead he goes right for the kiss and that annoys me. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'm not in that place right now. I actually need you to ask me what's wrong yeah. and then hold the space. Yeah. But you coming in for a kiss is like, it's like you're not reading it right. Now, so that's the one is, thing. The question is, does he come in for a, for a like comforting sensual? kiss or does he come for a sensual kiss? <laughs> He's like, well, get it. Yeah. Like, man, in your depression right now is so hot. Is that what he's saying? Or is it like, oh, let me give you a kiss and make it better? Listen, most of the time, a, a nice hug is amazing. Um... I just need to know how to like sh- in the moment be like, Oh, I, I need to share vocally yeah, uh, a little bit before we start kissing. And right. I think it's somewhere in the between. I don't ever think it's like a sensual, like, okay, now it's time. <laughs> um, he's really gentle and sweet and like reads the room really well. But sometimes I'm like, Oh, I just need you to say, Hey, do you have stuff to share? Cause That's I can see fair. some things heavy on your heart. The other thing is I was vacuuming for like 30 minutes and then right at the last corner, he's like, Oh, do you want me to take over now? <laughs> at the very end. That's that over. I finished it. It's like the commercial that the person's like, do you want me to take the cake in? You can bring the forks. No, I'll bring the cake. Okay. That's the Dairy Queen commercial. Okay. Thanks. I got the forks. Cool. That's a, that's the guy who puts the last screw into the deck and said he built it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. My father used to always call. He used to always say to me, "Ryan, your timing is impeccable," and that wasn't a compliment. It would be when I'd come out. I hear that. I hear him cutting the grass. This is much. Uh, I was obviously a lot younger than this. I hear him cutting the grass. I come outside. I'd be like, "Hey, you want me to cut the rest of the grass?" When he's like done it's the grass, done. and yeah. it was always his thing. Ryan, your timing is impeccable. Uh, thanks, Dad. Still hurts. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would have rather actually him just not offer at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last second it's like I, you don't get the credit yeah. for offering when i'm done i'm not gonna give you that Thanks. how about next time um, i witness you with the vacuum randomly <laughs> on a tuesday that is that annoying. would be that would be sexy i feel that's legit <laughs> annoying yeah i get it that's i get Ryan. it you are usually usually we're on sync with the annoying because one of us does what somebody talks about correct but that's not something that we do no but you are you're getting better at this, but Ryan, like if I'm going through something or we had a fight or whatever I need, um, or even if I'm just venting, I don't necessarily want 
a solution. Sometimes I just need to vent and Ryan's a fixer. Yeah. See, I see her problems from up here and she sees them from right here. And what I have to do is I got to meet her at the forest and then then bring her up. Meet the emotion. Great advice. Great advice. That is so beautiful. We, we do this thing and we've done it for a while now. And it's where if I'm going through something and I'm sharing, he literally just goes, and what else? What else? And then if I have more and it makes me search if there's more to share so that I get everything out. And by the end of like the 15 minutes, I've solved my own problem. There you go. It's And there's nothing I love. I love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a dinner potluck last night and I got a, my first tarot reading in a really long time and it was very general, but right at the end, she was like, you're so over your thoughts that I feel like now you're jumping into just your feelings because you're not going to try to figure out your thoughts anymore. And I really feel like I'm in this place where I spent the last 10 years. So like, okay, you got to do this, got to do this. Right. This is how to communicate. You always got to share. You got to always be honest. You got to expose it all. To And now I'm like, I want to throw all of it away and just mm-hmm. be in my body for the rest yeah. of time and not figure Special. anything out and not try to like, you know, dissect okay. it. Have you ever had an embarrassing BO moment? I sure have. Like the time I thought the teenage boy beside me at the grocery store stunk only to get in my car and realize it was me. (laughs) Embarrassing. But we've got the solution. Lumi whole body deodorant. Say goodbye to BO worries forever. Unlike some other deodorants, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid, a game changer for 72 hour odor control everywhere. It was inspired by patients' concerns about private part odor. Six years on and with over 300,000 five-star reviews, Lumi keeps us confident from head to toe. Plus, it's seriously safe anywhere on your body. Pits, thigh folds, belly buttons. Don't forget under boobs and vulvas. Yes, this is true. Plus butt cracks and feet. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor for up to 72 hours. Baking soda free, paraben free, and with fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. And for new customers, the Lumi Starter Pack has you covered with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. Don't miss out. As our special offer, you get $5 off Lumi Starter Packs with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's right. Over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Control your body odor anywhere with Lumi. I love starting my day off with a breakfast that makes me feel good. This also involves waking up before my kids to have those quiet moments of peace before the chaos. Absolutely. And Magic Spoon is perfect for that. No artificial ingredients, natural flavors, and zero artificial coloring. Plus, it's great for various lifestyles, whether you're gluten-free, soy-free, or just want to add some more protein. And the variety pack is amazing with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So nostalgic. My favorite has to be frosted. It's like a guilt-free treat with zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. It's a game changer. So if you're looking for a tasty breakfast, quick snack, or an easy meal, Magic Spoon's got you covered. Head to magicspoon.com slash TLC and don't forget to use the code TLC at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the best part. If you don't love it, Magic Spoon has a 100% happiness guarantee. They'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash TLC. Use code TLC to save $5. A big thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. 
Yeah, that's cool that you're discovering that, but it's also cool. It's also cool and unique that you've done the work to get to this place too, right? So a lot of people think, oh, I have these aha moments, but they don't. When they have the aha moment, they don't have the structure to support it. They don't have the follow through, right? So it really sounds like what I'm hearing is that you've got this massive base foundation from which to pull from. You're having this aha moment, and you now know what to do with it, which is pretty cool. But it is spilled into. Manifestation. Is that how you say it? Manifest, manifestation. I'm like, I man, in the, it's just a play on words. I know. know I, yeah, manifestation. I, get it. I liked it. I'm like, don't bosh this, Brittany. And then I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I liked, I like that you have this extension of you because I often talk about, because you are, you're very funny. You're a oh, this is legit my question. Sorry. I said I have one question to bring to this entire well, podcast. I was like, I really want to talk. <laughs> and see you guys later. I feel like as a person who shares their life on social media um, and who is is very funny and, and makes people laugh, there is this like pressure to always be funny. And if you are anything else, it's like people don't really understand or how to take that. And there's often a lot of criticism that comes along with that. You've dealt with this it being in the public for so long. Yeah. Humor is actually one of the strongest healing modalities. And I actually found so many of my spiritual friends are funny. And if you can laugh at the painful situation, it's like you're already way ahead of, you know, the grieving process or, you know, even in the depths of despair, I'm, I'm sure you guys know, we we find the funny in it because mm-hmm. it's best not to take life too serious. And, and at the same time, man, I mean, I've been not funny for a really long time. I've been funny for a long time. And then the other side is like, I've been so like not funny. And when I meet people, it's often, I'm sure you guys get this too, where you're, they're like expecting, yeah, you yeah. put on a show and I'm, I don't have a show. I'm just here. And sorry if it's disappointing. And also I'm not. And what does it bring up in you that I'm not funny? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, I it's a lot. It's it's like you feel it when you feel it. And then if you don't, you just got to honor where you're at. And not, not, not everything needs to be like a, a funny thing. And, and, and then sometimes there's, every, I don't know. I feel like I'm now just well, speaking. People, people have to understand that your your platform, our platform, it's it's content that's been created. It's been curated and created right. and it's been released when we want it to be released and it's created when we want to create it. So when we're in a creative, humorous place, we can be that creative, humorous person mm-hmm. that doesn't translate to, you know, all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So when someone sees you in this box, it, what and all intense purposes. We put our own selves in that box saying, this is who we are. Look at us. Um, people assume that, you know, outside of the real world or, or outside of that camera, that that's who you are 24 seven. It's just not, it's just not fair and it's not accurate. So, you know, that was a big thing for me. Cause I, I saw a video of you at a wedding uh, and you were dancing at the wedding. You posted it a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like this, I, well, I'm going to like this person. She, she has that kind of energy. But then I thought to myself, does she feel like she always has to be that person? Mm-hmm. Do you have that release? Do you have the people that you can just be you with? So yeah. Fun. When I get to be that person, it's really exciting, but it doesn't come out all the time. It comes out when I feel inspired to. I don't mm-hmm. put a pressure on like, oh, I got to do this. You know, it's when I hear, you know, I'm often inspired by songs. So when I hear songs that light me up, I have to do something with it. It's mm-hmm. not forced. It's very 
seldom forced that I'm putting on these characters or these, you know, dance moves or whatever. It's like, Ooh, it's coming through. I got to get the camera. It's always mm-hmm. get the camera because mm-hmm. it's coming in. You know, it's never like a, what can I create today? And let me, let me plan it ahead. It's very <laughs> spontaneous. That's a car. I love that. Yeah. And that's it's been so playing for, I mean, that lady probably, hopefully it wasn't a buyout. Yeah, no, no. Otherwise, She's getting some residuals for sure. 100%. I feel like yeah. I quarter at least once a month. Like, I don't know. Now you had said uh, you had <laughs> something, you had said something right at the very beginning about the humor side of things. And we talk about this on a regular basis. That's why we're called the laughing couple podcast. Cause the truth is, is we are experts at nothing and we're happy as hell. And it's because we find humor in things. Mm-hmm. Um, someone had wrote us the other day talking about how she, she's jealous in a way, but is a positive. She's jealous in the relationship that we have because her and her husband no longer laugh. And we had this like epiphany. Laughter is the first thing that goes. It's the first thing that goes. And not only, and the reason it's the first thing that goes because you don't track it. It's not like, where's your marriage failing? Well, it's failing in sex. We don't have sex. Last time we had sex was two and a half months ago. When was the last time you laughed? People don't track laughter. They don't plan laughter. They don't schedule laughter. We schedule our laughter. These are the opportunities that we get to be creative, to have fun, to to make people laugh, to be entertain ourselves. I think we schedule our creativity and often from that laughter comes laughter comes like we'll be like tonight is date night and we're going to play this weird game that we found and film it and if something comes up cool if not we'll never see the light of day but it was fun for us that's incredibly brilliant and beautiful and you're absolutely right my gauge of knowing how well i'm doing is if i'm laughing or not if i'm not laughing something's wrong meaning you know like not everything's funny like i'm often you know a comedy snob and i can watch movies and be like yeah that was funny good joke Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but i mean in the sense of like yeah with my partner because value my value laughter same like really high up there if i'm not doing that it's really a cue that something's off Mm -hmm. and let's Mm -hmm. let's let's move it so that we can get back to the childlike play that we really are born into which is kids laugh at everything i mean everything's funny to them so it is a really good gauge to see how well how well you're doing yeah um because if you have that yeah it just it just dissolves all the other crap it's such a gift and i love that you guys have this podcast and that you have that and that you create that time together like because that could take effort where it's like you don't feel like it but all right let's do this creative time and then Mm -hmm. you're like at the end of it you're like oh i'm so glad we did that you know it's like a work it's like a workout you know most people most people don't want to go to the gym but they never regret leaving it yeah Right. And that's, that's and that's kind of what we do. And, and we've made it a pack that we set aside time at least once a week to sit down for 30 minutes to an hour and do something. And that's not to say that creative. Like, I don't we've had we've got two kids and we're like literally just always tired. But I think we there are so many times where we're like, this is scheduled. We're like, I want to be like, can we just watch something? Or I need to turn my brain off. And we one of us has to be like, no we've got to push through that. And like, that's where we're pretty lucky because one of us will slap each other and be like, nah, yeah, not physically. We're not and if we don't, if we don't, to your point, it's a check-in. Yeah. So if neither of us are feeling inspired, if neither of us are feeling creative right. and neither of us are having fun, then we sit down and have a conversation to discover why. Right. Like what's missing? What's, what's there? What's, what's, what's not working. That's having us do this. Do we need to change our schedule around? Are we working too much? Um, like what's, what's there that's not there that we're not talking about. And that, that time then gets moved into a conversation, which is very adultish of us. Uh, but it works. 
Yeah. It seems like you two are really for each other and on the same team. And it just like the gym, it probably, once you are doing it, it gives you energy rather than Mm -hmm. what we think assume oftentimes is like, Oh, this is going to take so much energy. And then by the end of it, you're like, Ooh, I feel lit up. I have a lot Mm -hmm. more energy now because I'm actually doing the thing that sparks joy in my life, which is connecting with my partner and having laughter and sharing it with the world, by the way, like that's the piece that is like incredible that you're not just keeping it for yourselves. Cause there's so many couples that are, are laughing together, but they don't, they don't know how to put it out there and share mm-hmm. it. Like I got so much joy watching you guys in your, in your videos. Like I, it inspired me to be like, okay, because for a long time I would create with, with multiple people, but it's mm-hmm. been years and it's TikTok now, you know, Vine's not around. We don't mm-hmm. have meetups anymore. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, you know, I kept my relationship private for a long time and because I went through a really um, horrific mm-hmm. uh, experience in a relate past relationship, and so I kept this one so sacred and private. Right. And and I'm at this place where I wanna I wanna create um, with with my man. I want to do the couple stuff. I want to like be free with it. And when I watched your videos, you inspired me. So thank you. Oh, that's amazing. That's incredible. I don't want to, I don't want to step over the other relationship. I also don't want to step on it if we don't want to have a conversation about it, but, but let's you know, talk about the book. yeah, the book is, is that something you want to talk about? Cause I, I want to hear sure. about it. Yeah. We'd love yeah. to. Yeah. Funny how, I, it works funny how it works out. The and then in the back, there's like lessons, 30 lessons yes. that you could read once, once a day and go, okay, how do I uplift my energy and get out of my head and get into my body and focus on gratitude and all that good stuff. Um, I, it was just a book about my life, a, a, a culmination of different stories. Um, I thought about writing a book for a few years and then, you know, I, I went through, I got married pretty quick, actually yesterday. <laughs> So we got like legally married and then we had our wedding a few months later for all our friends to be at. And yesterday was actually the anniversary. And the night before I like dreamt about him for Mm -hmm. like hours. And I have, I haven't dreamt about him in a long time, my ex. And then the next day I saw someone like writing the date and I was like, Oh, we got married three weeks ago today. And then I had a lot of feelings Mm -hmm. come up, but, um, yeah, I, once, once the, um, that whole thing happened, whole thing, meaning I got, I met the man that I knew I was going to marry, got engaged, spent every single day together, got married, had our wedding. His family flew in from Scotland, Australia. And I had my family here because I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. We had a beautiful Malibu wedding. And then I bought us a house on Weddington Street, oddly enough, five days before the wedding. And then, you know, like a month in, I got all this information that I didn't know was happening. It wasn't in front of me. I pride myself on being really communicative and really open and leading where I want others to follow, meaning in relationships. Sometimes sometimes we don't always show, especially in the beginning when you're dating, you don't always show both sides of the coin. You show like, right. oh, this is all the good parts of me. I was very, because I knew I was to marry the man, I was very like, okay, and here's the other side. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's so gross. I'm so sorry, but here it is. And I'm going to continue sharing what comes up. Right. Um, even though it's like scary, but like, if you continue to stay, then that means I really earned you. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Like I never want to manipulate anyone to be with me. I want them to see the whole thing and then choose me. I feel like free yeah, in in the relationship. Unfortunately, he did not play that same game. He kept a lot hidden. Um, and really, really, 
for lack, I don't just burned the relationship yeah. down. And I, because I take marriage seriously, I was like, okay, we'll go to therapy. He's saying he wants to change all the things. I want to work through it. I love the man. I just married him. So obviously mm-hmm. I'm like, um, and then it just really, it wasn't changing. I wasn't seeing the changes I needed in any way, shape or form. And it was really, it really rocked my world. It rocked my whole nervous system. It made me question everything I thought I knew because I I trusted this man more than anything on the planet. He was my protector. How could this happen? How can I not see it? How can I not feel it? What's going on? Um, So I really had to like, you know, look at my part and, and how to get through it. And, um, it was really painful. Like it was really painful because I never even, well, I've never been married before. I never even got engaged. And so like, I took this so serious Mm -hmm. and put everything in it. And, you know, I had lessons to learn. I feel like it was like a blind side. You put this blind loyalty into somebody and you're blindsided. And that is like the biggest form of betrayal I would feel for me. Yeah. But yeah. in speaking of that, so do you feel like, I mean, was the book like a healing process for you to kind of get that out and really move path like forward? Right. Yeah. So I did videos with him. So like that was the hard part is I brought everyone along on this love story and so for me to stop posting a week after, right. sorry, a month after the wedding where I'm like posting wedding photos and, right. and, you know, I know it has nothing, our relationship really had nothing to do with social media. I still felt like really uncomfortable with like people being like, where is he? Why right. are you posting about him anymore? I love you guys. You're like the, you know, the couple of the whatever. Couple goals, couple goals. <laughs> yeah. couple yes. Goals. Relationship goal. Totally. So much pressure. And so for like six months, I didn't post anything and people were like, what is happening? Like you posted about him every day. Like we followed your lives. And so I really had to, I feel like writing the book, it's, you know, it's barely in the book. There's like a chapter on my marriage. I don't, I don't really go too heavy into it. I just kind of share what happened Um, and how I got through it. Mm -hmm because I feel that part and that piece is important Um, because I think so many of us, when we get betrayed uh, and blindsided and I have a responsibility, like I definitely take my ownership of like, whoa, there were moments where I did not see the red flags. I painted Mm -hmm. them green or I didn't listen to my body or I didn't pay attention to the energy. I paid attention to his words rather than my own gut. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I I move fast too out of fear that like, if I don't move fast and if I don't like get on this, that I'm going to lose it somehow. Mm -hmm. So like I had a lot to learn and I want to, it's fair because I, I really don't like blaming others and it's okay too. Mm-hmm. If it, if it is their fault and they did yeah. actively do that, it's okay. I'm still like trying to like, eh, it's okay. But when that happens so often, if it like a say man does that, the woman oftentimes will want to just shut herself off to the world and say totally. all men suck and all men are, you know, generalized, which is obviously very dangerous, uh, dangerous in the sense that now I'm going to close my heart off when I mm-hmm. really want love and I want connection. And that's why I'm on the planet. And I've jumped of this since I was a little girl. Like I love partnership. I love laughter. And I'm, 
now I'm going to not give myself that because yeah. of one man's pain. Like, no, thanks. Right. That that's, it's not personal that he did that. I I'm confident enough that I was a beautiful partner and I gave him everything that I wanted. And if he couldn't do that, that's okay. Mm-hmm. He was scared. He was in pain. He couldn't have done what he did if he was um, feeling great. You know what yeah. I mean? Or felt, or felt safe in the world. It's, it's, it's like, super powerful that you're taking that position because, it, you know, it's so easy to cast blame on other people and blame and responsibility are not the same mm-hmm. things. Right. And, and a lot of people get that, that stuff mixed up. They say, okay, well, he's to blame. He's responsible. No, there's responsibility on both parts and responsibility. There's power and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Someone can be a shithead and be a shithead and you can be responsible for how you, you uh, interacted and how you continue to interact. Right. And what I love and what's so powerful about your message, and I don't want it to, I don't want it to be uh, stepped over, is that you're choosing to have the things in life that you want to have regardless of what this individual did to you. You know, your life is shared in front of millions of people every single day. Millions of people like, subscribe, watch your content. And they do feel, and we've noticed this in the last year and a half of since starting this podcast, we do feel that there is a community that's built that feels like they're part of our lives. Like they need closure. They need to know what you're going through. That is so unique because in most people's lives, what happens behind closed doors is exactly that. It happens behind closed doors. You deal with it. You deal with it with your inner circle and nobody else needs to know about it. But when you're in front of millions of people on a day-to-day basis, do you feel there's an obligation to share that with people? And then, and then on top of that, do you feel like this pressure to be like, I got to get this right because there's millions of people who are going through what I'm going through and I'm the voice of reason here? Yeah, I do feel a responsibility. Absolutely. And and I did, you know, on I think it was March 1st, 2020 or something around that date, I'd finally decided to share that we were not going to be a couple anymore because I, you know, I, I do, I did feel that responsibility. I still feel that responsibility. Part of why I wrote the book was to be mm-hmm. like, okay, and this is what goes on in my life is because people see again, one side of the coin, they see happy right. dancing Manon who's just so free in the world and, oh, she looks so good and or whatever people make opinions about. And I make it a point to go, and this is, this is actually what what is right. real because that is like a snippet of a second it's and a i feel like yeah it's a highlight I felt it was so important for people to see Both what's sides. real because there's so many people watching and then they they compare and despair and right. then they feel less than and and then they feel like they're they're the only one going through it and then they feel alone and then it's just all nonsense and so i feel like it is my duty to be like show all sides of me and Open that's why I wrote the book. I like that I'm I'm now not just doing comedy. Like right. I love comedy. That'll be in my bones forever. Right. And I I oftentimes will always have a chatter box of humor going off, even when I'm having serious conversations right. that are so inappropriate. And more. I've learned how to like not. Quiet, <laughs> I always laugh at the right, worst times, I'm... like the oh, worst times. Oh yeah. If any oh. children are falling, like I I often am like 
I don't even, I mean, I've trained myself now to ask if they're okay before I point and laugh, but yeah. it's not. Brittany is a pointer. You are a pointer and a laugh. You don't just <laughs> laugh at people. You literally point at them. I don't, I'm not. I remember on one of our first dates, I, uh, I did the cool thing and tried to slide across the front of my minivan and I, I fell. Oh my God. It was the worst and <laughs> best moment ever. And Brittany came around the corner, full fledged finger pointing at me, just dying. Rat- like, I'm like, I get it. Like, it was funny, but you don't have to point at me. Like people are now staring. <laughs> Oh my God, the point. Like, you're a pointer. He's a pointer. I was, I was, and Ryan's always like, stop pointing. And I'm like, like be political, like use your knuckle. I can't help it. <laughs> or I just can't. point up. There's a, I think it's from, I think I was watching a video and you were, I think it's an excerpt from your book. There's, it's something to do with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So if I have a voice inside that stops me from doing something or it's negative and it says something like, forget it, don't even go to that party. Nobody likes you. Let's right. say that's what the voice is saying. I can close my eyes and I can see what direction it, it is. And so let's say if it's right here, mm-hmm. I could in my mind shift it over to this side and turn it into Mickey Mouse being like, I'm not even going to go to the party. Nobody likes me, which makes me laugh. And then all of a sudden that voice has no power over me. In fact, I find it now amusing and I could also push it back here. And then all of a sudden it's gone. It's so brilliant. And you're at the party full of people who love you. Yeah. Yeah. And For you're just, sure. You don't even right. realize that you're just talking Mickey Mouse all night. It's very odd, but you get it. Yeah. But people I, get it. Yeah. I love that because we, um, we actually talked to, you talked about tarot reading. We have a really good friend of ours who is an amazing tarot reader. Like she is incredible. Tara Laurie. Look just her up. She's awesome. You love her. Intuition. Just, oh my God, she's incredible. And she often gives this little monster of self, self-doubt. self She says, give it a, like picture it as something. She's like, I picture mine as little uh, Dobby. She, she called it a little fucker. Yeah, the little fucker. <laughs> little Dobby from... Uh, Harry Potter and and she's like give him an image and physically like picture yourself like flicking it away or whatever but don't like give him that power and then you take power over that because it's just so silly and it's so powerful to do that once you remove it from your own self yeah what I like about what you do which is slightly different is you actually you actually take a powerful voice and you turn it into one that is not a powerful voice like you actually Remove you not only just remove it, you you disempower the voice. Yeah, I see it for what it really is because that voice shouldn't sound so powerful. It shouldn't have so much strength. It's all no. nonsense anyway. So I hear it for how it is really is, which is like, you're not good enough. It's like, well, says who? Yeah. Good enough for what? What are you actually talking about? And who how did you get here? Get the hell. Or yeah, or yeah. give it, you know, there's so many different ways to be like, okay, let me love that part of me. Let me honor what you're saying, but you're you're not gonna drive the bus. All yeah. the all the things. It's like that voice probably wants to be heard but it doesn't mean it's like going to win. It doesn't mean it's actually right. Like don't believe everything you think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but would you say that flicking that voice to the side has been like the the biggest contributing factor to your growth, to your success and, and to the fact that now people know who you are because of what you do? Sure. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, No, I got, I got certified as a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner in 2013, two months later, Vine happened. So whatever I was doing in that course where I was hypnotizing the mm-hmm. unconscious mind and moving shit aside, not knowing what was really happening. I don't think that's a coincidence that I learned about how the, like the mind can get in the way. And once I took care of some things, you know, new things will pop up, I guess here and there, but like I took care of a lot of old 
you know, things that make me feel small in the world and like, oh, I shouldn't post this or whatever, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I think that really, really helped. That being said, I feel like once I, once you start posting, regardless of who sees it, you're, you're telling the universe kind of like, I'm ready to be witnessed. I'm ready to be seen. I'm ready for whatever result comes. Like on Vine, you don't, I don't know about you, but like, I didn't, at that time, I didn't, a fo- getting a following was not in the realm of possibility. It was like, here I am without makeup. I'm just going to post this. I think it's funny. Yeah. I don't even know if anyone's going to see it. For sure. You know? And so I kind of felt like I did this like energetic contract of like, okay, I'm going to put myself out there uh, in, in any way possible. And it really doesn't really matter. Everyone, we're all the same. It's mm-hmm. like, none of it matters. You know. Post whatever, like obviously be kind about it. Like don't have a negative intention when you post, which a lot of people struggle with. Mm. Um, but like, as far as your like creativity, some of it, it's like, I, I don't know. I I often feel like, I know everybody. We're 7 billion people. Mm-hmm. I know all of you. You're all my friends. We're all in this together. Like the world's not scary. It doesn't need to be scary. And so like, why would posting be scary? I don't, I don't know. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Totally. And I, is that, is that a better like, answer than sure? Either one worked. Aren't Either one worked. cut out everything you said after sure? Just the sure. Yeah, like, sure. That works. Uh, no, sure. the cool thing about that, and we get, we, people reach out to us now on a, on a consistent basis say, Hey, we, me and my husband want to start a podcast or me and my husband want to start a, an Instagram video. Like what kind of advice do you have? And that's it right there is just put it out there. Sure. Just, no, yeah, just sure. No, it's just put it out there. What? If you do it, if the intention behind you are creating is to be creative, then who cares who sees it? And I think that's got to be it. That's got, you got to be grounded in the, why are you doing it? What's the intention behind it? And if the intention behind it is to become popular and all of that fun stuff, it's probably not the right way. I want to watch that person at a party. (laughs) Hey guys, it's me, Mr. I want to be popular. Come look at me. (laughs) I can't wait to be friends with everybody. I have one last question. Do you have a favorite character that you play like in your skits because you have so many and is there somebody who you just like truly feel joy when you get to, when you get to play yes there's mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. there's one girl named delilah and she's an indie singer man and she just performs all over the place she shares yeah. her heart with the world and she sings everything she says thank you so much <laughs> i that's good. <laughs> the same, like that part. And, and then there's little Susie, who's like this little eight-year-old girl, and she likes to dance and steal her dad's credit card. And then she goes next door and talks to Jesus because he makes her heart jealous. <laughs> I like little Love Susie. These. She's fun too. Those are Thank the best. You. They just it exudes joy. You can see it in your eyes. I used to do a character called Mark, which is the same, which was the same thing. What? I can't do it anymore because my voice doesn't allow mm-hmm. me to do it. His name was Mark. He was a, he was a character that I created back in 1998, 1999, lived about two years. It was great, great I times, but he was, he was like your Susie. Mark, you've heard of Mark. Never. That's where the, I, but I got nothing to wear thing comes from. <laughs> but I am nothing to wear. That's, that's, that's that one. Oh. Do we just become baby yeah. friends? That's a, that's yeah, that's amazing. Mark and Susie. We'll just have a podcast featuring Mark and Susie. Um, Manny, can you just drop your socials in case anyone doesn't know them um, and they can come check you out and what all of the amazingness that you offer? Thank you. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok and Twitter, Man and Matthews, M-A-N-O-N-M-A-T-H-E-W-S. Um, my book's funny how it works out. And then my podcast is serious, but funny, the UTT. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I like it. I'll, I'll be, I'll be full transparent with you. 
when I had the opportunity to find out that we were going to be interviewing you and I looked at your socials, I thought this was going to be just pure joy, fun, entertaining. I got so much more out of this podcast than I had anticipated. You're, you are a wealth of, I wouldn't even say knowledge, a wealth of awareness. Mm. And you bring so much to this world, so much joy, so much positivity. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on this podcast. Thank you so much. You feel the same way. Sure. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.